What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Tubbs, alongside... Boy, Jay Wills, and we're here, obviously, to talk to you about being a young creative. Actually, not even just young, but just being a creative in general. Uh, just navigating your way through through this world. And, and yeah, you know, let's get to it. We got some questions that we got to got to answer got some viewers some listeners that that got a few things that they want to ask so josh take it away all right see and yeah so last week we talked to you guys about you know jumping into this game freelancing full-time and uh we gave you guys some tips and stuff that we thought would work well and we asked you guys hey shoot what do you guys have like encountered or some uh, tips that maybe we kind of like left out or something right so we have louis films and that's films with a five at the end he said Great podcast, super helpful. Thank you, Louie. Something that I've learned that I could pass on to other freelancers is always get a deposit. You never want to be at risk of being left out of pocket looking forward to the next podcast. He's right. Is he wrong or is he right? No, he's not right. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. Yo, my <laughs> what he meant to say was you were, you were right. No, nah, he's not wrong, but I mean... There, there comes, there comes a point where you gotta realize some people, some companies, some yeah, some clients, they're not gonna give you the deposit, and that's just based off of certain things. But you know, it's also it's always good to have a contract written out so that they do have some type of agreement, especially for like the bigger clients. Um, I know, like, you know, can't really say any names right now but like if you're doing something for a company and they're like yeah this is how much we're gonna pay you and you're like all right cool here's a deposit and they're like uh what no like we're gonna pay you and it's like it's a big enough company that yeah you have faith that they'll pay you just have a contract written up um expect to get paid within 30 to 60 days after the invoice is sent out though it is a long time but you'll get paid but for like obviously i don't want to say smaller because there's no I don't want to categorize someone as smaller than some the next person. People get offended by that. But, like, there are going to be the clients. Like, always, obviously, always put it out there. That's like, yeah, I want to deposit. Um, also, know yourself. Know your, know your, know where you're at career-wise to be asking people for a deposit. And, just, yeah, you got to just follow up on your end as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's some good tips. And you know what? Getting deposit is, is a good thing too. Like again, yeah, if you're working with someone that is like not the caliber of a huge company, definitely uh, I'd say get that deposit because you don't want, you know, someone to try to scam you. There are people out there that might try to scam you or chip you off. And, you know, if you're working with someone that you don't trust and not even just trust, just for like the fact that maybe have the money in your pocket. Because again, there might be some stuff you might have to buy. Shoot, if you got to buy another lens or rent something, that deposit will come in handy to like pay that off so you're not coming out of pocket. But yeah, man. All right, that's thanks for the thanks for the tip, Louis Films. And you know, we shared it with everyone else out there. So, you know, grab a deposit or don't. It's up to you guys. But you can always be safe. Put in the contract. The next one we got that was uh from last week's episode was from Divine Shot. He said, Great podcast guys and thanks for responding to my comment from the previous. You are welcome. And he said a problem he ran into, okay, this is a story, bro. He said he ran into a problem with a client and he was having to charge him after shooting for free. Long story short, he started shooting videos eight months ago and he was the first artist he ever shot a video for. And he's grateful that he let him do that. But at the end of the day, he needed to start making money and he upgraded his equipment and he was starting to have people contact him for videos. So he said that the artist didn't like that because he kept saying he had gotten the work for him and blah, blah, blah. So basically he's trying to say that he's the one that like got the work because like he's helped him shoot his first free music video. So that got him all his clients and that he should always shoot for him for free now. I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but that's bullshit. <laughs> it <continue>. is. <laughs> and he's like, needless to say, we don't speak anymore. But anyways, charge for your work because like you guys said, they're making money off your work. Yeah, you're saying that's bullshit? Okay. This is very uncensored on this side of the chair. But yeah, that's complete bullshit. I understand that like, yeah, you started shooting with him. You guys might have a relationship established. And you, being a creative, might have some type of relationship established with whoever you're shooting with, but that doesn't mean that you're forever shooting for free. Mm -hmm. um, I have my own relationships with people, and I understand their capacity because we've both grown together. So it's like understanding their capacity 
and them also understanding and respecting me and my time. And like I said, you guys have grown together with the hope that, you know, that is what has happened, that like that person should have respect for you and seeing, you know, the steps you're taking to get better, the things that you're doing that requires for your work to look better. And when you tell them or even out of excitement, out of like whatever reason you tell them like, hey, man, I made an upgrade. They should be like, oh, sick. That's nice. Like, all right, what was the damage? And then they should like always have that in the back of their head. Like, all right, cool. You made the upgrade. Your work has gotten better. You're not just doing this for trials and tribulations and just for fun anymore. This isn't a hobby. This is something you do. Let me let me find let let me find some type of like you know dignity to pay you like why yeah. why like how how does that person go to sleep at night knowing like ah oh, cool this guy's doing a free video for me and he's working his ass off he's fucking blood sweat and tears right now to get my stuff done but i'm like what are you doing to benefit them like how are you helping them keep the lights on how are you like you know are you are you sheltering that person unless like you're sheltering feeding and like buying me stuff Sounds like, anyways, um, yeah, then like, yeah, like you're not, you're not entitled to free work forever. And that's, and at the end of the day, that's still on me as the creative. If I want to give you free work, I don't know. That's, that's just my take on it. Cause you know, that guy kind of sounds super shady. Like the fact that he's trying to like keep him like, yo bro, listen, now that you got clients, I stay free forever. Like that's kind of super no. shady. Cause it's still like, yeah, it's still my time. So now it's like, you know, all right, cool. Give me free work, do free work for me. But after it's like, as soon as I get a job that there's a budget, I'm sorry, but like, I'm going to go take that budget job and I'll tell you like, yo, when I'm free. And then after, even when it comes down to editing, it's like, Hey, when I'm free, you know, cause there's no, there's no way that I'm going to be like putting free work ahead of paid, but paid work. Yeah. Like, you know, that person is paying, that person is supporting me. Like, regardless if they know me or not them paying is a form of supporting me like you know they're they're supporting my dreams my vision and you know my creative talent yeah man that guy that guy just sounds kind of super shady he just wants to keep you shooting him for free honestly that's just someone that's like hey bro listen i got you your first gigs now and you're getting stuff listen i should be free all the time like he wants some lifetime <laughs> lifetime supply of videos sorry it doesn't work that way bro so honestly the fact that you guys don't talk anymore i see why someone like that like will said he should at least have the decency to be like shoot man like all right let me pay this guy he's upgrading he's paying for stuff but we guys we're glad that you got that taken care of and like moving on and yeah like you said charge for your work Thank you guys for all those questions. That was, that was perfect. You know, thank you for um, leaving your comments and, and being engaged within the whole uh, podcast. We uh, are actually got a, a question that we're going to address before we jump into today's topic. Um, we had Tori Tatter ask that, hey, I hope you're doing well. Thank you. We are. Are you doing well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm doing well. Uh, she's like, I wanted to ask you a question. I want to become a professional editor, but it's hard to get footage to work on as I am not a filmmaker. It seems like to get on films, you have to have a reel, but to build a reel, you have to have to work on films. How would you advise going about building a reel? This is so funny. We talked about this the other day and it's like, it's like when you, when you walk into an office, like, Hey, I want a job here. And you're like, what's your experience? It's like, yeah, well, I just finished school. I don't have any experience. It's like, all right, cool. Well, you can't work here. And it's like everywhere that you knock, like knock on every door that you knock on it's like yeah do you have any experience and it's like no because the last door i knocked on said i need experience it's like who's gonna give me the experience needed to work at this place that says i need experience <laughs> it's weird um it's a really it's a really tough um situ- it's not it's not as tough as it may seem so it's as easy as finding other creatives to collaborate with like we've mentioned before collaboration is key um being a filmmaker i feel like it doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean like you shoot and like you know filmmaker can be so much different things i feel like there's categories to it if you're an editor you're still making a film you know what i mean you're you're part of the process you're yeah, helping you're, you're, you're helping us get it done um but collaboration is key find people that you can possibly collaborate with um five yeah there's people out there that do edit that might not like editing it's as easy as finding 
you know, somebody that's doing this by themselves and doesn't have a team, you you reach out to them. Um, you can also go online. There's a lot of places online you could get stock footage. You can like you know download movies or download. I don't mean I don't not advertising pirating, but like you can download clips and like rearrange it, recut it to songs. Like you know make music videos out of out of like clips just to tell the story. Like you can easily grab a movie, grab one of your favorite songs, and like just rearrange something to make it look like you know it was a, a music video, and you can keep it short to like a minute or so. You don't have to do anything extensive, but just something that showcases your talent. Yeah, definitely. Even I'd, I'd say one thing is um, if you depending on the type of genre you want to get into, if you try to make like a mini documentary, you can easily take clips from everything else put in your own voiceover and then like make an actual documentary. So let's say you wanted to do a documentary on, let's say Kendrick Lamar is one of your favorite artists, grab all his music videos and then kind of find some correlation, find like a storyline that you want to tell and use those clips from all his music videos and all the stuff that maybe is online about him. And then you can create a little mini documentary that's like five minutes long that you voice over that is technically a story being told and then boom, you got stuff to work on. Like Will said, get some stock footage, stuff like that. Collaboration is key, like he said. You'll find other people. If you don't shoot, at an, like there's other ways to get footage. And like, I understand that feeling because when I really first started shooting or wanting to edit, I, I kind of came into this wanting to edit first and I didn't have any footage to work on. So it forced me to have to actually shoot my own footage in order to get stuff to edit. This is like way back, but so that's like out of necessity, right? So again, those are some like tips you can use to see if that works. DM us on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. At Filmmaker Society. Let us know how you're how you're finding things. If if it's if it's hard to find stuff, yeah, hit us up on Instagram, DM us. I'm I'm willing to to lend lend you a helping hand, give you some stuff that you can probably mess around with and edit and test out your skills. Not for not for for like my projects personally, but like I'm down to like you know give you some stock footage that you can probably play around with just to help you help you um get whatever it is that you need experience demo reel anything. Hey Tori, so you hear that? So yo, you want to take what's up on that offer? Make sure you DM us. That that's actually perfect. That's like hey. That's some gold right there. And you're going to get some dope footage to work with. So, girl or guy, <laughs> get on that. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Tori is now such a name that's like, can be either. That I'm not sure if it's a male or female. But thank you, Tori, for your question. All right. We have one more question, actually, we have to, we have to touch on. This one's kind of deep. So, you know what? We might break this into, like, maybe next episode as well. But, Arthur, uh, we promise that we get your question onto the podcast. So, Arthur asks, and it's I am Arthur on Instagram. He said, Hey guys, how are y'all doing? We're doing good. Thank you. He said, I started listening to your podcast and it's really good and chill. Well, appreciate that, bro. Like more chill than Netflix and chill. Anyways, he said, and I like you guys to speak about pre-production because for me, the most important part of the production, it's like 70% of the work it's there. And I like to know how your clients come to you, give you the job. And how do you come with the idea and starting doing the research of the locations, equipment, lens, et cetera. Got, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let, let's backtrack. Cause you asked a lot of questions in that one thing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll answer half your question and maybe we'll bring the rest of this till next week. So we'll answer the question of how our clients come to us and, uh, how do we come up with ideas for doing the research for like the project? So clients coming to us, I actually uh, said in one of the earlier episodes that like because I've been doing work for such a long time and people like know and I guess from branding and seeing that like, hey, this is what he does. A lot of clients come to me out of word of mouth. They they see something that I did for someone else. And it's like, hey, so a lot of right now it's what it's word of mouth and like referral clients or. I will actually target people depending on what like subgenre it is. So if it's like, again, let's just say like if you want to do music videos or you want to do weddings or you want to do um, corporate work, I'll put together a bunch of work that looks like that and start shooting it out to those type of people. What about you, Wills? Getting clients is easy. It's not easy. I don't know. It just depends on your take. We talked about it a little bit in the last in the last podcast where it's if you do good work, it circulates. Mm-hmm. You keep doing good work people are going to come back to you put your work out there on a weekly daily monthly basis if you see you're not getting any work it's because you're actually not putting yourself out there enough every time i put something out i get multiple calls emails dms and you just 
it can be overwhelming sometimes but you know just put yourself out there put your work out there people will come come to you it's like it's like fishing and yeah the second part of the question was pretty much going to the research of it but you know what we're gonna say that for next week because we gotta get into the, today's topics but uh the ending of it, he said, keep doing your thing. You guys' work is amazing. Cheers. Thank you so much. I'm Arthur. We're going to answer part two of your question the following week, next week. So make sure you're listening next week to hear the rest of it. And again, thank you guys. Always send your questions. Uh, you can DM us at, at Filmmaker Society on Instagram, and we'll be happy to answer your questions on the podcast. So we're moving now into what today's podcast is about. And today we are talking about how to do it alone, how to do it together, how to do it with a team, kind of moving into the fact of like, when do you know where is the path you need to take next? You've been doing this for a little while. You've been doing it for a long while. Doesn't matter. The number one question right now is how long can someone actually do it alone? Okay. So like in terms of doing it alone, it's, it's not, it's, it's kind of tough. There's like, everyone's different. Everyone's built different. Everyone learns at a different rate. Um, all those things matter when it comes to how long can you do it alone but i don't think i don't think at any given time at any like you know at any step in your career you can do it all alone even when you're beginning and you are doing it all alone there are going to be major setbacks that you don't realize but it just boils down to you know one of the most important things budget how much time you have to turn around something and also you know what you're trying to achieve so being a filmmaker when i first came on came into this it's like i had one of my closest friends he does music and it was like all right cool well you know i like anything that has to do with like visuals i used to do graphic design i picked up a camera and i like you know i traveled to new york a lot back and forth driving with my family and it's like i always used to see things and i always just felt to myself like yo i want to capture these moments that i'm seeing like i feel like i always seen things through like a frame yeah so it's like i started doing stuff on my own but then after going on set and seeing what it's like when you do like when a set comes together when there's so much different people commanding and doing what they're needed to do i realized like i realized like holy like if i really want to step it up to another level i need to get like i need to surround myself with people you need to have people and like and that can be like at the beginning that could be midway that could be five years after you started like it's it's literally it's on you on how like how big or how far you want to take these things two heads are better than one always three heads yeah it's but you don't want to have two you don't want to have too many chefs in the kitchen uh, that's yeah. what they say mm -hmm. but like this is one of the things where it's like you you just you want to be able to gel with people so it's like yeah they say you don't want to have too many chefs in the kitchen but if you have 20 chefs in the kitchen that are all doing what they need to do doing their steps like like you will get things done so much better so much easier and it'll be so much better because like if you have someone salting while someone else is like breading the chicken that you already like you know salted and stuff like that then it's like you're done the project you you get to focus on what you want to do and like you have someone else focusing on what they want to do or what they're doing or what they do well. We've actually we actually slightly well, slightly um touched on it before, but like yeah, it can it can be at any given moment. And sometimes like with this new generation that we're in, we're able to go buy a camera at like a really cheap price. And yeah, I'm saying cheap because if you really look into it, a real like film camera is like around 60 grand just for the body, just for the brain. I don't even want to say body because it's more than that at that level. It's like you have a brain, then you have the memory slots, you have the power slots, you have like all these things no, that a lot of like, people like. Goddamn, try to buy a car, try to buy crazy. this camera. Yeah, like it's almost like, yeah, do I put a down payment on a house or do I buy a camera? Like it's it's actually like that. But yeah, we're we're at this we're at this time where so much people are able to get cameras and do everything themselves that we don't realize how efficient and how much better it is to have a full team yeah, to man. direct and direct and focus on that while someone else is focusing focusing on the framing cinematography and then having someone focusing on lighting and the grip like those things those things actually kind of matter um but just to like even make it smaller in terms of a team that like you always always stick with and like bounce ideas off of i feel like there's no right time there's no wrong time it could be as soon as you start or it can be 
you know, later down the line. But like, as soon as you feel like you've hit that, you know, more, more importantly, to answer the question directly, as soon as you feel like you've hit that wall and like you're not progressing, start looking to have other people around you that you can bounce ideas off of and specifically people around that will help elevate your game. Yeah, it's funny. When you said that, like, um, having people around you and it's like having more people, like more chefs in the kitchen or whatever, it's too much. It's like, yeah, it's like control. It's like people don't want to give up control. And that's the part where it's like, how long can I do it alone for? It's like, how long can I keep this control going? Because it's like, you have like visions in your mind and it's like, you know, when you're doing it by yourself, like you can get it done exactly how you want to do it. You know what I mean? But then it's like, when you got to bring other people in, it comes to trust. And it's like, do you trust this person? You know what I mean? Like I even said to you, like the only time that I really trust certain people is like you to like do other shoots, like other than if I'm not doing it, you know what I mean? Like if I have someone that's shooting and it's like, I'm not watching at all. Like Wills is the only person I'll be like, yo, I'm cool with this guy. Like, my back's turned on my looking I know that he's gonna get the type of shots I want right but that just comes from trust and like knowing you and working with you and stuff like that right it's like when to do it alone it's like when you find someone also when not to do it alone is when you can also find someone you could trust that you can work with or example a team that you can work with like Wills was saying yeah I say that's it's, it's true but it's like when you want to give up control because it's hard to give up control sometimes especially in like the creative field like you just feel like it might not be exactly what you want and then you're like no, 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 no. But learn where you're best at and learn where you need help and get that help. I mean, I feel like that's that's a big thing. Yeah, trust trust is key. There's there's only yeah, trust, man. Trust is a big one. It's you got like for me personally, like you said, it's like you're you're probably one of the only other people I trust and it's like I've 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 been blessed to like, you know, to get dropped into into or i don't even want to say dropped to find to find my way into the this creative world in toronto where there's a lot of like-minded people around me i was i was lucky to to get accepted into remix project which actually like you know blossomed a lot of relationships with people that i've i've learned with i've um developed talents with and and we've you know we've bounced ideas off of each other one of one of um one of my partners, Chad, that actually I've been shooting with recently as well. Like, watching watching his growth is is crazy because like we came in we came into like you know we we've met each other a while ago. Then one day he's like, "Yo, let's shoot something." And after we shot this commercial that that was for like a multi million dollar company or incorporation, I should say. And then after you know that that campaign went live over overseas like in asia or something and then it's like we didn't really say we didn't really talk much after that and then after like we did one little job like he was on set he's like yo come out he's like come out we're looking they're looking for like extra people to shoot and like even being on set it's like seeing like him navigate and work it i'm like okay sick i'm like it was something where i'm like yo this guy has strengths where i have weaknesses and it's like one of those things you have to realize like all right cool what's your strengths what's your weaknesses you can't grow until you know that there's that and like, like you said, like being able to trust people to bring them in. So then after I'm like, yo, let's do some work together. Let's like do some more stuff together. So even from that, now it's like his strengths and my weaknesses came together. We're doing like certain stuff that's better. And like even being around each other and I guess him seeing me shoot, I've seen his shooting increase like tenfold. My business, my business senses have increased tenfold. It's like no one can come to me and say, certain things anymore i'm just like all right cool close conversation or all right cool like you know if this isn't this these are my expectations this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm thinking if you're not down with it cool peace like and not to be rude but like you got to set standards for yourself and it's like it's like all those things it's like there's just so much there's actually so much to it but it's like yeah it's like being blessed to be like in that community it's like you you learn you learn to trust you meet new people and after it's like you start you start building teams you build relationships and then you like bring people into like you know to do the things that you're not good at or like i don't want to say the things you don't want to do because that sounds lazy but it's like the things <laughs> you're not is. good at you're not gonna want to do it exactly. so it's like you know you're not gonna want to do the things you're not good at so it's like if you're not good at like you know paperwork and writing treatments and stuff but you have good ideas get the ideas down find someone that's good you know you know get somebody that, that can, can like, do it for turn you it into like yeah a beautiful portfolio yeah RP. like there's yeah man i've 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 i feel like i've worked with quite a few people there's only like two or three people 
including including Josh that like I would f- I would be like yeah yo I can't make this shoot do you want to go do it mm-hmm. like the other day I had to do that but it's like first one on the list I'm like yo Josh I'm out of town you want to do the shoot you know so he goes out and does the shoot I get the footage and I'm like all right cool like I know I know what I'm getting mm-hmm. it's like it's like I'm sending myself out to shoot but I'm not shooting <laughs> you know so it's like I don't have to worry about anything we've been doing the, we've been doing this together for like a few years yeah, now so man. it's like all right cool like we're obviously gonna have like tendencies that are very similar tendencies that are different but it's like at the at the end of the day like i know like i'm gonna get what i need to get he knows what i he knows what i want when i'm when i'm editing he knows what my videos look like all right cool let me make sure i get these frames yeah and that's the thing so it's like trusting people and then like kind of i guess feeling it out but then like when to go like solo when to know that like create a team stop being solo anymore that comes down to that like i said that comes down to budget if someone doesn't have the budget for you to (laughs) spend if it doesn't yeah yeah, that was the first thing i said like if someone doesn't have the budget for you to actually have a team and to get a production so it's like you have to know what you want out of that project and that's like it's like some of these things are very reoccurring where it's like yo you need to know what you want always always you need to know what you want if this works for you, if it doesn't, and if it does, like the budget doesn't work for you, but it works for you and you can find a way to make it work, then like, yo, make it work. Um, get it done. But like, just know that if you do call one of your boys, you're either going to have to give him all the money. You're going to have to tell him the situation. He's going to agree to a split or yeah. And like, even when you split, it's like, yeah, someone comes to you with a $500, a $500 video and you're trying to split 500 bucks. Like when you think about it, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah. So then you're like, what am I gonna do? Give my boy a hundred bucks because I don't want, I, yeah. I I don't want anything less than three hundred bucks. Yeah, like, what yeah. am I gonna do? I'm gonna mm-hmm. give him two hundred bucks, and it's like, oh, like yo, I give him two hundred bucks, but like, then I don't have gas money or food for like this and that because like this, like you know, if you you can take, you can't take enough jobs. You can't take enough three hundred dollar jobs to be honest, because then it's like you're swarmed. Like you, in order for you to be okay off of three hundred dollar jobs. In a month, you have to take so much, especially with the cost of living these days. It's like you have to take so much, your hundred dollar job, that you don't even have time out. to edit. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna die. <laughs> like, so literally. then you still have to pay someone to edit, <laughs> exactly. and then it's like, yo, what are what are you what are you left with? Two hundred dollars? Like, there's only so much good people. There's very few good people, and mm. then at that point, yeah, you have to find students and stuff like that that will, that will do it for free. There's no like anyone that that's good and knows their worth isn't going to want to do it for free yeah so it's like at the end of the day like you're saying with budgets like you got to have clients that's like paying something that's worth there's a triangle quality quality is quality time and budget you can't have all three yeah yeah and with budget i mean like you can't have a low budget yeah you know you got to choose either one or the other either you get good quality and like high price or like crap ass quality and low price yeah and then after it's like turnaround time time. don't say yo i have 300 dollars. i want amazing quality and i want it next week all right cool you can give me 300 dollars. i'll give you like amazing quality at what 300 dollars can get you you know what i mean but just know because you did that and you like like you didn't really value my time to be like 300 dollars four hours (laughs) like you know four hours and i need you to edit like you know, there's there's minimums, there's requirements, there's half day rates, full day rates. There's like, there's the things that people don't see, and we talked about it. Like we talked about it before, where it's like I'm not trying to edit with you yeah. over my shoulder watching oh, me yeah, work. Because then it's like it's kind of weird. Like me personally, I have a process, and I have a way where I kind of like I can process what I shot and what I've done and what the plan is when I skim through shit. But if someone's there watching me and like i'm trying to skim through but they don't understand they can't comprehend they can't process it and they're like yo yo slow down can you go back it's slowing me down now so now it's like it's not a five hour eight hour edit it's becoming like a 24 hour edit because i have to slow down for you to process it now yeah man. you know so like yeah it's it's crazy man like mm-hmm. yeah but this is why a lot of people when they end up doing like projects and working on videos they end up working with like corporations they end up working with big businesses because it's like you can't really it's sad to say and it's like what you said yesterday uh, not yesterday earlier about um you don't want to say that the other person's like project small or the other artist is small but like technically it's like it is small because like if they're saying three, like again three hundred dollars it's like it can't do it it's not possible yeah, to have a team with there's, that there's tears to it there's definitely tears to it there's yeah. like tier one tier two tier three yeah. like you know I don't like no one's project is smaller in terms of you know what it's all about 
um like are you talking about more in a sense of like their passion or their ideas is no smaller than anybody else's just because of money yeah kind of that but it's like it's it's just like you know if you're coming from, it's kind of like the sense of if you're coming from a rich house and then you don't have as much like you don't have as much money as your parents so now you're living in the thing you're like oh i'm so stressed i'm broke i'm poor i don't have anything but it's like no it's like you just think you're poor because your mindset is like coming from this so it's like but look at an actual poor person if they were living in like anything like you know a small box not a literally small box yeah. but like a small room mm-hmm. they'll be like oh my god this is the best thing ever this Definitely. is amazing this is like a mansion this is my castle you know what i mean it's all about it's all it's all man. perspective yeah it's all perspective to like you and like what's like what's valuable to you so it's like someone can come to me with a fashion film and say yo i have i have 800 bucks what can we do with this and it's like yo amazing great we're gonna make something amazing because like the scale of what it is perspective of you know what it is compared to like you it's like yo we'll make that look like a christian doer and rihanna collab just based off of like you know and that's how you're gonna feel mm-hmm. about it that's how yeah. you're but like once like and no offense to them to like knock them down a tier but it's like once those companies like christian doer and rihanna come to you like yo we're doing a collab we want you to do a commercial they're gonna have more budgets for us to do like dramatic lightings and like certain stuff so it's like it's going to it's going to appear like oh my god this is like so much better but it's like yeah it's still it's all perception it's like also because those brands have those names like everyone's gonna be like oh my god that's amazing that's such a big commercial but it's like all right cool like you know the only reason i was able to charge them 500 grand was because they're christian Dior and rihanna like again now it's like it goes back to pretty much also like i'd say um structure of where you want to be like it, like last week how we we're talking about like if you're going full-time freelance then technically yeah you're not gonna be able to be taking 300 jobs and like really go full-time with it but like realistically like how we were saying last week where it's like if you're going full-time with this realistically you're gonna be taking projects that are gonna be like two three thousand etc and you're going to be working more with like brands and corporate stuff which might not be with the artists and the creative things like the more things that are less fun less creative and it's going to be more structured and just like dry content but then in a day it's like whatever if you want to create a team if you want to work with a team it's like you're going to have to be able to feed that team and that's where kind of like the next point that i kind of want to touch on is that limbo space when it's like okay i've been doing freelance for a while i'm making good money everything's fine but now I'm expanding. Do I continue to do it by myself? Do I go work somewhere? Or do I start, like, have a full-fledged business where I start hiring people? Like, that limbo space where a lot of people end up between after a while, like, you, you've you been doing it for a while. Like, let's say you've been doing it freelance, you're making, like, a good amount of money all year, you're fine, you're doing you know a lot of projects. what's actually crazy? Sorry to cut you off. What's actually crazy is that that limbo space i feel like i'm coming up to it um but the answers are slow not yeah this the answers are slowly but steadily coming to me um life comes at you fast as like we say like a few few people say and it's hilarious when we say it in the context that we use it in it's actually drastically different but it's so funny but um yeah life does come at you fast it's kind of like what what I'm what I consider that limbo space really is like when you can probably still freelance but like find jobs to go work at or like companies to work at work with so like for instance I'm freelancing but if a production company or like a company comes up to me and they're like yo we want we want to do some work with you I think it helps to get um set experience so the best thing to do is like you know work with them type of vibe but um snake is pouring juice <laughs> um yeah that i feel like the limbo space and like finding a way to expand is is more of finding a way to integrate yourself into communities and workspaces or or spaces that can um help you meet new people to expand um but also help you learn like this is an ongoing thing like you're never going to know everything you're always learning especially if you learn to do this by yourself um even if you went to school technology is always advancing the textbooks always changing um there's new there's new tools that come out every week every month every year you know so you can't you can never sit there and say you know everything anyways you know some some 20 year old is going to come around 
and he's going to know something that the fifth year old is not going to know and vice versa. And like, he's going to teach them something. And as long as you keep your brain open to that, like you're always going to learn. But, um, yeah, that limbo space, I think it's, I think it's, it's where you find a way to integrate yourself, meet new people so that you can build, but like also learn. So like, yeah, once you're done, I don't even want to say done because you're going to continue freelancing. You're always going to be freelancing, but go find somewhere where you can put yourself temporary and in this industry everyone knows like you're not here to stay especially if your talents are where they're at go find like a production company to collaborate with you're gonna meet people on set that you know aren't doing what they want to do as yet but they're trying to find a way because that like we talked about before that's like one of the beginning stages like you some people for some people i should say some people start off they're they're in production companies just doing pa work and they're just they're like lifting boxes and helping people move stuff but they're young creatives and then they're just looking for other creatives they find them there so you know depending on like what your situation is always get yourself back in those spaces so that you can meet new people people that are trying to get out of those spaces and trying to expand and trying to grow themselves because everyone in those spaces are actually doing exactly what you're doing yeah, but they're like just, on a journey yeah right? they're like just trying to they're just trying somewhere. to make money they're probably not getting as much work so it's like i've i'm as i'm like you know i don't i'm not as accomplished as i feel like i should or could be or whatever like i don't know i you know i probably could if i work harder everyone can work harder but it's like yeah if i work harder i can be like 10 times better but it's like if i want to get to a certain stage like i just got to keep on like you know integrating myself into little communities and little like productions and like going paing like i don't like i ultimately want to be a great director from toronto and it's like i one thing that resonated with me is like one of my boys he's like yeah man i put my pride aside and i pa like when we collaborate he's like he's like yeah i put my i put my pride aside and i pa for you like there's only two of us working like who else is going to do it if you're focusing on like doing this and this like yo i'm going to focus on doing this and this because like it's your shoot and vice versa and it doesn't matter if you're doing it for like a small three-man team or if you're doing it with a a 20-man team you know you got to put your pride aside sometimes and like go do the nitty-gritty stuff so that you meet new people you gain experiences you learn new techniques and then like from that it's like you expand and then you can make your own company your your production company mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah you know like that's like that's the best thing like i had a meeting the other day and like they're telling me they're like yeah you know we had our own little production company we were working on it and i was working on another production company and just like learning yeah. what they're doing so that way it's like all right cool peace out i'm gonna go do my own thing yeah. now because i like i learned and i've met people yeah. so now i'm just gonna go expand and do like i'm gonna do my own thing and like if i ever need something like they're there they're there and i've mm-hmm. met pe- and i've met people like and i feel like as long as like you're very humble you're very i'm trying to find the right word yeah as long as you're as long as you're humble as as like you know as the mentor or as the quote-unquote bigger company is like yeah as long as you're humble as long as like you're not trying to like stifle stifle anybody and like be like nah man you can't leave and do anything you're nothing without Mm -hmm. me like as long as you're not that person (laughs) and like you're trying to help me grow even like if i'm gonna do my own business Mm -hmm. i'm never gonna try to undercut you yeah like i have friends that are doing stuff that i want to be doing and i know people And I'm like, I can easily be like, yo, bro, let me shoot that video instead. But because I respect that person, I'm not going to be like, yo, let me shoot that. Like, who cares about my boy? But yeah, like, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like morals. It's just like, again, character, character, ethics, people like there's good people in every single realm at the end of the day. And it's like, you have to have like kind of like business ethics at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to go. And there's just so much work to be done in this world. That's like, you don't have to undercut or cut through someone else's shit but like one thing i was also saying was with the um the limbo thing and you said too it's like I, i'm kind of feel like as well like i'm coming up to that stage where it's like okay where do i go now from here in the sense of do i continue to freelance and on a per project basis or do i hire people and like now have a full-fledged like a bunch of employees that not just because the thing is like okay yeah like at the state right now it's like i can like i have a project a project comes i can call a team and call like call you call like a couple other people whatever and have like enough people and then pay everyone everyone's good but it's like now 
having employees, it's like a different mind state where it's like, yo, you got to take care of these people every single day. Like an employee, like that's their salary every single day. It's like a different mind state. Right. And it's like a lot of people are like in that limbo stage now between like, all right, do I continue to freelance or now do I start a company where I have 10 editors and 10 cinematographers and 10 producers and 10 whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's a whole different ball game now because now it's like you are responsible for these people and their livelihood because, and you kind of move out of the creative side from that and you move more into business. So one thing, if you guys are seeing out there are like more business minded than you are creative, like you're kind of like a business person moonlighting as a creative, that's kind of, I think the, the lane you should be going as like finding talent, hiring talent and whatnot because that's going to be like, easier for you to pretty much run a business and maybe to actually make the actual creations. And like you're saying before, yeah, like I even like work with a production company as well, uh, doing in-house video editing, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's also that point now that is like people sometimes kind of want to like just create, you know what I mean? They don't want to just fully have to focus on the business part. Cause the business part, like we talked about last week is very like, it can be very extensive. It can be very, it can take a lot on you. And it's like sometimes people just don't want to worry about that. They're like, I don't want to do paperwork. I don't want to do taxes. I don't want to do all that. I just want to be able to just go into my editing program. I want to take out my camera and just create. Those people, it's like, all right, maybe you should just focus on getting a job within a production company and staying there rather than freelancing because freelancing now is like a part where it's like, shoot, you're going to have to focus on everything and be like all You might just find that production company that you fit in properly. Like, you know, freelancing, it's, you know, that's what I do right now because like i don't have there's nothing that fits for me so it's like instead of finding that fit i'm trying to create that fit but you know in in shopping around even like because you know money is not as good freelancing or you're in limbo and you're trying to build relationships and you go to a production company or you start working for something someone and like the fit is perfect what like don't fight it just try to work within that and like you know especially if the fit's perfect that those people are going to be open to any suggestions or anything like they'll respect you as a creative as a shooter whatever it is and you you'll be able to build with them you'll be able to you'll be able to flourish you'll be able to get your bills paid like all that type of stuff you know they'll take the suggestions and they will be able to they'll be able to do like as filmmakers we we love creating and that's what we love to do first and foremost so if you have someone that's down like not i don't even want to say down if you have someone that's there to like help do the books and like all that stuff and you don't have to worry about it then like, like that's, yo that system set in place already. yeah let's like, like it's there like let them let them do it and just focus on doing what you do like there there will be a point in time where you will get to sit across the desk from them and set like really set your standards your rates and like certain stuff like that i guess I don't like I personally don't know how the system works because I never I never followed the system. I was horrible at the school system. I never like after school, I was just like, yo, I never want to be in any type of system. I got a part time job and I hated it. Like, you know, and I just like, like F all systems. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm pro F the system. It's it's weird. Like a lot of people don't agree with some of the things that I say or do maybe like a lot of people don't agree with things I say or do especially like older generations and after they're like what the fuck like people might be listening to this right now like this guy's fucking crazy he's probably like living in the corner somewhere like where did Josh find this guy everyone on his YouTube is like yo that guy is so uncensored he's he's a mom he's a potty mouth no matter how if you're anti-system it hasn't affected you in the way that you're living now. No, it hasn't affected me. Don't you, you're able to build your own system within a system. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to find something that works for you. You're sometimes, sometimes you just got to find a system that works for you. Um, it might be your own system that you make. It might be a system that you find 10, 20, 30 years from like, you know, when you, when you start freelancing, but there's always going to be, there's always going to be a fit there for you somewhere. But yeah, like that whole limbo thing, it's like, just find, just find, just find spaces that, that can help get you out of it. That can help you build that production or the next, or just get you to the next step that you need to get to. And be self-aware too. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people do that shit out of like, out of ego and pride and flexing like oh man i'm at this level i definitely gotta start like a big ass production if you have time to flaunt and share shit like that then you're not doing Mm -hmm. anything or like you know what i mean but the thought process of like 
oh, like I've been doing this. The next level is like obviously going to be like me making a 10 studio, a, a 10, uh, sorry, a studio with like at least 10 employees. And like they're not thinking in the sense of like what's good for them, but they're thinking of like what looks good on the outside. You know, what I, I can't mean? tell you right now, but like there's probably so much big, big productions that don't have how like, you know, like have a studio or something like I don't think that that's not a requirement. No, I think I think. It's weird. There's different steps for different people. You might be able to read a book faster than the next person, but that person might be able to do something better and faster than you. You know what I mean? You got to be aware and be like what works for you. And exactly. be like self-aware at the end of the day. Like, don't try to just like, don't jump the gun. And the thing is, like, at the end of the day right now, because freelancing, is e- the barrier to entry is like kind of low right now to get into that kind of stuff. It's like instead of people thinking about, hey, you know what, let me work on my skill and then maybe get a job within production, like at another production company, before starting their own, they jump straight to starting their own. Although I do understand a lot of people start their own because it's like, it's hard to get a job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because everyone wants to, everyone wants you to have experience, but no one wants to give you the experience. <laughs> that right? too, right? Or at, at the end of the day, you have to just be good. And that's the thing. Like, if you're just starting out or you've just been doing this for a while, it's probably 10 times easier for you to start your own freelancing like video company or whatever than it is to actually get a job in a production company because there's so many a lot of these companies have like like one criteria they want you to fill again like you said experience or they want you to have like a a film degree or they want you to have like all this different stuff or it's like they just have to have kick the door down send them a vimeo link tell Mm -hmm. them that you know what my experience isn't measured by my my high school diploma or my my you know bachelor's degree or bachelor's in this or master's like no man my experience comes from me actually working send them stuff and you know kick down the door sometimes really like force your way in be like if someone asks you have you ever studied this like it's like yeah yeah you know i i did this here look at my work and after when they look at your work they can't go back and be like oh my god this is amazing we're like York, you taught you this? It's like, no, nah, actually, I taught myself, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, YouTube University, you know, <laughs> you know, we're in a different generation now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that is the thing. And I think a lot of people do understand that we are in a different generation, some, some production some. companies, but if that point in like, you're at a point where you just kind of, you don't want to be grinding all day. You don't want to have to worry about clients all day. It's like, okay, then get a job within a production company. And I know, you know that's what's not, actually it's easier said than crazy mm-hmm. now that, that, that kind of like, I'm thinking about it. Um, it's like some, some, some things just come to you so you know some people are like yeah what's your experiences this and that xyz but what i'm finding a lot now is that people are seeing my work and then they're asking where did i learn how to do everything Mm -hmm. and then when you tell them that you learned it yourself they're like oh they have like this look on their face they're like amazing that's that's great Mm -hmm. okay cool and after they continue the conversation so it's like a lot of the times even it's it's hard when you go to somebody but when you go to them you got an elevator pitch you gotta like direct them straight to your work Mm -hmm. instead of having too much of a conversation instead of having too much of a conversation about you know like your past life or whatnot just talk just like get straight to try to get straight to the work yeah especially when it comes to like looking for a job try to get straight to the work so that once they see the work then they can ask you everything else Mm -hmm. because i went into boardrooms where I'm like, hey, this is my name. Here, check my workout. Yeah. They check your workout. Mm-hmm. Then you start talking about yourself, start talking about stuff. They're like, all right, yeah, cool. So, um, you know, what's your experiences? Like, I've seen like you've done this for like this company and this company. It's like, where did you go to school? It's like, yeah, you know, I just sat in my basement, mm-hmm. my parents' basement <laughs> and just like, learned yeah, everything on YouTube and like experiencing like, you know, through shooting. Yeah. That's my experience. And I have nine years of experience because I spent nine years shooting. Yeah, yeah. Instead of nine years like reading a book. Yeah. Like mm. you tell me, you tell me what's more important right now. Like because you just seen my work. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's on you. Now. It is. Yeah. Because even like yo, okay, like I went to school for business administration marketing, and I have never once had to show that paper to like anything in film. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's like at one point I did think about going to film school after. And it was like oh, I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it, and I was like, one money was like so expensive. It was like the the one I was looking at was eleven thousand a year, 
and that doesn't even include like getting at the camera you need I and like that other one stuff. was like 70 something i was yeah. trying oh, to, trying I to was like, actually at one point i was trying to no man no here yeah I was, oh, I, I was actually trying to go to vancouver and i was like oh it would have racked me up like 75 for like is that one supposed to be like one of the best though actually like vancouver film school yeah then a day it's like yeah it's it's super expensive so it's like a very big decision to make and on top of that like it's every person that i've seen talk about film school they said either it's been great because of the the connections they made not necessarily what they learned in school everything else they said they learned they could have learned on their own it was the connections of like actually knowing someone who has a job on set here or like all these people are going to eventually be in the industry and like you can call people up and that's the thing right yep. but to each its own like at the end of the day you know you, you get to where you need to get to either way whether it's through film school or not right but it's just like when you're if you're trying to like create without having to focus on the business side yeah getting a job within the production company is your best route but like i know it's easier said than done like us saying that right now it's easy for us to say that because it's like our work is great people actually want it and are willing to hire us again if you guys are just starting like some of you are in different parts of the world like, let me just say something if mm. you're just starting it's 10 times easier than if you've like really established yourself and i do say that because oh, a lot of people get a job oh yeah oh yeah a lot of people are scared to hire people that are as oh good as shoot us. yeah this is a different okay yeah continue because that's, that's a lot of people yeah. are actually scared to hire people like us because we come in we do amazing work and then people are like looking at names they're like once they look through credits and they're looking at names and stuff like that, and they're like yo who is this guy they check your stuff and then after it's like if you leave sometimes i guess clients can quote unquote leave with you or whatever or like mm -hmm. companies that, are scared yeah. that you're gonna take their clients because mm -hmm. like i said earlier it's like they know you're not there for good you know they know you're just here doing your thing as a creative so it's like i like that bringing it back yeah <laughs> man it's like yo, know, people are just like and then after it also rules down to like people being petty and like not hiring you and like feeling a certain way but like yo if you show me if you show love like i'll always i'll always show love towards you don't ever like you respect me i respect you like everyone's like yeah show respect to get respect but like sometimes it goes both ways like how am i gonna respect you if like if we're both at a standstill looking at each other like are you gonna respect me first and it's like you know so it's like sometimes sometimes like you gotta take that step and like i mean that go and it goes both ways sometimes you just gotta take that step and be like all right cool i'm gonna respect you until you disrespect me but after it's like that person also needs to like respect you until you disrespect them type thing or whatever, whatever the case might be. But like, sometimes people are like, they're not going to respect you until you respect them. But it's like, all right, cool. Why do you deserve my respect? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know like, what I mean? Like, that's just like human behavior. What did you Some do? People are just more entitled. That, that to is thinking. a human behavior thing. But yeah, like if you, if you forever like show love, respect me, that type of vibe, I'm never going to like, like we just said, I'm never going to undercut you. I'm never going to want to like disrespect you. But like, there's going to be times where like, say, say you're you're working with someone in this production company setting and the budget for that production company is 50 g's and at that time you as a corporation or company has 50 g's to spend to get that that work done because obviously it's a bigger team or whatever but now for like something smaller you only have like five to ten grand and it's like obviously that production company is not going to want to take it so then they're looking for alternatives but it's like oh cool i just seen jay left let's like let's talk or it's like whatever mm -hmm. like yeah i'm gonna take that 10 10 grand job i might take that 50 grand job too but like you know i might <laughs> i might i might try to find a way to route it back to you in some way and be like hey man is there some way we can work on this work because on like together, my right? team's yeah. not as big your yeah. team is is there some way that you want to work on this together yeah. like do you want to like and like that and that boils down to like all right cool we still respect each other you're gonna want to keep me in the yeah, loop or yeah. not like that's up to you to like shake my hand on mm. that or spit on it like yeah. if you spit on it just know the next time they offer me 50 g's i'm not coming yeah, back to you yeah, i'm just yeah. gonna like i'm just gonna like be like oh cool you remember tim you remember you know that guy mm. like yeah, yeah yo yo tim like come through like mm. you know they just hit me they said they got 50 g's yeah. i'll give you more than what they're giving yeah. you it's like you know and it's true what you said too about like yeah like i was saying like it's probably easier for us to get a job within production companies but it's true in a sense of yeah like people are kind of intimidated when you come because like you see your work they see that you're amazing like you know what I mean? It's like, damn, like this person can come and like just take it, take my clients or whatnot. And it's like, yeah, it might be easier for you to actually have no experience and jump into it and actually get a job. But uh, it depends how you market yourself. Right. Like at this point, it's like and like what you're just saying, with it's like almost collaborating with the production company where yeah. it's like, hey, let's just 
do this and work a way out. And that's the thing. When you move forward and you get to that, when you get to that, you know what? To answer the question or to answer the topic before about when you are trying to go balance between uh, freelance or going to your own actual full-fledged business, I think the next bridge step between that is collaborating with other production companies. Find a company that's bigger than you, that has the the power, the production behind it to actually do those things. And you can work with them to work on projects in the middle rather than you taking on a huge project where you don't necessarily have the team or the actual manpower or the actual like production stuff to do it. You know what I mean? And then you just like work in the middle there until you're ready to make that jump. But it's like in between when you're in limbo, that's that could be a good like collaborating with other production companies. But then it goes back to trust. You got to find someone that is willing to trust you, understand that you're have a good person, a good character. And you're not going to like try to steal from their clients or anything like steal their clients or anything like that. But you're there to just the reason. Work with them. The reason why I would say production companies is only because like you will have a check at the end of a week or in two weeks or whatever. And yeah. you'll be like, yeah, steady pay while you're trying to like, you know, get to the next step. Yeah. You can create and like live. Exactly, and not worry. And like, yo, know, you still have free time to do other stuff and like make your money on, you know, because in a production company or production setting, it's still very much like freelance, but they obviously get more consistent work from like certain clients that are reoccurring. Um, but yeah, you still do have downtime to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, because I know it's a lot of production companies. They have their like time period of like they actually sign people to like two, three year contracts. Where so it's like it is reoccurring 100%. Like they don't do it just like, you know what I mean? Like I've worked with a production company before where they've signed someone to a five year contract, a company to a five year contract. Like if you really think about it, you're like, you know, you're good for the next five years with that company. Like obviously anything could happen, it can be amended, but like realistically, the contract states that like you have them for five years, which is like good. So it's like just that, what's the word I'm looking for when you have uh, not a cushion, but for lack of a better word, that safety net that you have some sort of security, I guess, uh, when it comes to uh, working within another company. And that way it allows you to create and stuff like that. So actually, that's that's a good question for this week. We want to know how many of you guys are actually either freelancing or you're running your own business and you have employees or you're like working for another production company. And how did you go about like if you are working with a production company, how did you go about getting that job? Did you like show them your own personal work or are you coming straight out of school or whatnot? We kind of want to know uh, your guys backgrounds and where you guys are coming from. Yeah. Also, like what are, what are your setbacks? We answered a question today that I feel was um, very very helpful even offering something that that could help that person so like if you have any struggles if you have any setbacks and like you feel like you know you can't find the answers online or you can't find somebody that can that can um help you get to like whatever the next level or whatnot that you feel you know you can ask us we might not have the answers to everything but you we can definitely try we could definitely you know um, offer any alternatives to 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 getting things done because that's that's what it's about out here that's what like you know i'm i personally want to change like the way that that things are done i, I want to be able to collaborate with people i want people to feel like you know they're supported it's it's a different time a lot of people are greedy with information greedy with like you know their skill sets but i'm i'm definitely open to helping people learn get better and like opening opening doors for them as well yeah man because honestly there's a lot of things out there that you guys won't have answers to you know what i mean there's not going to be any answer anywhere and like we've experienced so many things like just in the time we've been doing like all this film work and like ups downs highs lows like almost like everything or we've ex- we've know people that have experienced the same thing so maybe we can give you some insight and like will said we might not know everything but we're here to like you know give a lending ear give some support give some insight or maybe just someone to listen to if you guys need to vent hit us up <laughs> we want to listen to you vent because honestly there's been times where i have vented and i just needed an ear you know what i mean and sometimes you just need to like kind of get it out so whether it's like a client whether it's a situation whether it's whatever you guys can hit us up let us know like damn what you're going through you know and we be here to kind of just like you know what don't worry suckle yourself my youth because eventually it all work out <laughs> but yeah anything else other than that for today um no man next week we'll probably touch on a few few different things mm. Tori Tatter, make sure you uh, reach out uh, at the, on the Instagram DM uh, at Filmmaker Society because Wills was saying that like he'll help you out with that whole um, the editing problem. 
that you don't have no footage to work on and we'll he'll he'll set you straight so make sure you send us a dm on a, the filmmaker society instagram page and so we can get in contact with you yeah so um, if there's any any questions that we didn't answer if there's anything that you're you know any information that you want just let us know yo. hit us up dm us hit up josh on the youtube hit the comments anything man we're here we're you know at yeah. filmmaker society that's f-i-l-m-m-a-k-e-r-s-s-o-c-i-e-t-y yes 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 or you know if you feel like hitting us up individually for whatever reason you know jwills.co and mine's at customatic or you can also leave something on the youtube channel at customatic um and just leave a whole written response if you want as well in the comments Ooh. so other than that that is it for today's episode of the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. Listen, all my secret filmmakers that are part of this most exclusive but inclusive tribe. We love y'all. And uh, we just want to let you guys know. Keep the community growing. Share this. Like it. Do all those good things. And we out. Have a great week. Peace.